0: Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Mariko, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. As we broadcast all across the state of Florida and around the world on iHeartRadio. But remember, you can always get us, Martha, on so many other platforms.
1: Yeah, so what I'd just like to let people know, to just go to our website, iworkforhim.com, and that's iwork4him.com, the and there we have all of your listening choices, but they do include a lot of the common um, podcast platforms, as well as... Each time we're live on a sh- on a radio, when we are being broadcast in Jacksonville at two o'clock, it's playing on their player. Three o'clock, five o'clock, whatever time it might be, no matter where people are listening, um, they can go to the website to get plugged in.
0: So make sure you check us out online at iworkforhim.com. That's I work, the number four, him.com. We're on Facebook, iworkforhim, or on Instagram, and iworkforhim. That's so right. So many other places, or on. LinkedIn, just look up Jim Brangenberg. If you can spell my last name, but you can find that on our website. All right, enough of that kind of stuff. We are so excited about today. Single mom. Down and out in Chicago, or Chi-Town as they say, or the greater Chicago metropolitan area. Does she resort to crime or lean on her faith? Today we hear the story of Jamie Cruz Verenios and how Jesus changed her life forever as a businesswoman and a mom. Jamie, why well, answer some of these questions? Can God use your passion for business for his glory? How about this? I can see where it's easy to give God glory for your successes, but what about for the failures can God be glorified in our failures why do we have to fail in order to succeed ever hear that one those are some of the questions we're going to have today today we hear the story of God redeeming one of his children and their story of his work in her life as she rose and fell in business please welcome to I work for him Jamie Cruz Vrinios hey Jamie I'm
1: excited to be here hey 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 Hi, welcome to I Work For Him. Welcome back. We've had you on before, and we're so glad you're here again.
2: Yes, me too. Very excited.
0: Today, the show is really all about your faith story, and I think it's a story that every person in the country needs to hear. And so, that's what we're here about today. So, Jamie, just starting off, you didn't choose a life of drugs and crime, but got married young and had two kids. How did you end up a single mom? On government funding with nothing to your name
2: well I actually um, was forced into marriage I got pregnant as a teenager and you know one of the things I want to speak to with the women and the young women that are listening is that little girls that don't feel loved will look for love in all the wrong Mm. places and so you know I was raised in the church and heard about Jesus and even accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior at a young age but didn't understand what it really meant to walk with him and what grace was about. And so I got pregnant as a teenager, and then I was actually forced to be married. And so before the age of 21, I was divorced with two kids under the age of two and then disowned by my family and the entire church. So it was, um, that's how I ended up as a single mom. It was quite a shock, you know, in my life, but that's where it all started actually.
0: So you're a single mom. You're 21. You're on government. You're you're getting government help. How did and you got two little, little, little kids? How did you go from that spot? Tell us a little bit of that story that went that took you from that spot to being in the top of the leadership of an international multi level marketing organization.
2: Well, it was a it was a step at a time. You know, I remember um, just looking at my children and really making a start. Choice of was I going to embrace uh, the label and the things that that people were saying about me, and or I, was I really going to fight for my kids? So it started out for my children, of course. You know, my love, and you know, I didn't really. I was questioning my faith. I was questioning how God, you know, would allow those things to happen to me. And, and I'm not talking about getting pregnant because we know how I got pregnant. But, you know, how how was it that I ended up in that situation with abusive parents and, you know, living a life where I didn't feel loved? And so I was questioning God at that time, but I had a a phenomenal work ethic and really, truly, you know, wanted to fight for my kids. And so as I was, was moving forward, I went through college. The government paid for my education. I became a respiratory therapist. And At one point, as I was even putting myself through school, I was teaching aerobics as as much as I could, to the point where my body was breaking down, and would babysit whenever I could. So anything that I could put my hands to to provide for them is what I was doing because Mm -hmm. of my love for them. But the thing about it is, is that you know, as I was moving through that, I was studying every religion and um, really trying to find out, you know, who who God really is. You know, to me. And so I went, um, you know, I went from a respiratory therapist to, um, taking a job in Chicago in medical cells. And so I went very swiftly from that government funding position to a respiratory therapist to moving to Chicago with the two kids. And I took a job in medical cells and then went from medical cells to a marketing position for another company and was overseeing <laughs> about five states in sales and marketing. And then I went from that entering a multi-level marketing company and went swiftly through that. But it was in, in that process of going into the network marketing of when I really made a decision that, you know what, the God that, that I know is a God of grace and really came to the conclusion and the awareness and of what it really means to be a believer and what does it really mean to walk and have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's really, truly when my life took off. And I, I, I contribute everything in my life, you know, to that. Is so, Jamie, You know, I was valued.
1: Yes. Well, I just want... That's what I want to dig into a little bit. You're sharing about how, you know, you, you were working super hard, making sure you were making a living to support your kids and um, take care of them. And in that steps of studying different religions and really seeking out who is God, and you just alluded to a little bit that you then discovered he was a God of grace. How did that happen? Did, did somebody speak that into you, or did, did God reveal that?
2: Yeah, they did. I met this amazing woman, Marilyn Welley, and she started mentoring me, and she told me that, you know, there, there is no fear in love and that God is love and that, that I, I had basically been told something wrong. You know, I thought I thought that God was about condemning and, and that, you know, if I, if I didn't do everything perfect, then, you know, there was no way that I, I would get to heaven. And so when I found out, you know, that God is love, I went back to church. And when I went back to church, I met these amazing ministers who brought me back to the Lord. You know, the Holy Spirit just ministered to my spirit that you know what, God loves you, and you are not an orphan, and it doesn't matter you know, what you've done or, or what anyone thinks about you. You know, God values you. And so, when I understood who I was in Christ is when it
0: changed for me. Yeah, Jamie, there's so many people out there that their story is similar in that the church was used in their life maybe as well as a control feature where where they, they they didn't learn about the love of god they learned about religion they didn't really learn about the who who the real jesus was and right. their lives similarly echo what your life looks like has looked like in the past what was what was the what were the thoughts how did you gain the strength to to go back into a church after how you've been treated as a kid how hard was it to walk back through that door
2: It was really difficult when I first went back. It's it's kind of funny. I wasn't drawn to the pastor. I was drawn to Michael and Rena Day, who were playing on the piano. And they were famous at one time, famous musicians. And they were playing, and the the music ministered to me. And the Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart, and I just knew I I could feel his presence all around me. And that's why I kept going back to the church, even though Mm -hmm. the pastor that Sunday said, There is no fear in love, and God is love. So the actual sermon confirmed for me what Marilyn had said to me, that, Jamie, you know, God loves you, and I think that's the most important message that we can give people, because you're right, religion says something different. It's, it's all about law, and Jesus is about grace. <laughs>
0: And that's a message that so many people need to hear.
1: I love the fact that you saw that God cared about the intimate details of that sermon tying in with you know, exactly what your heart needed to hear. And I'm a firm believer that that happens on purpose through the Holy Spirit because that's what you needed in that moment.
0: Jamie, you have experienced a tremendous amount of hardship in your life. How, did you ta- how do you take those experiences and turn them into strength?
2: Well, I I really believe that what we go through in life is used for a greater purpose, and you know, God tells us that in His Word, and so everything that I have been through, I know that, first of all, that the hardships and and even the diseases and things that that come upon us, attacks that come in our life are from the enemy, not from God, but God will allow those things, and He will take those things and turn those into things that will make us stronger and better and point people to Him and um i think that we're stronger when we are when we are weak because when we're weak we are strong in him and you know so so the experiences that i've been through life what it's given me is is a a gift because i can relate to anyone any anyone in life i mean pretty much any anybody i can relate to all walks of life and so it gives me compassion and empathy to to really understand and feel them when they're, they're talking to me and so it's, it's really equipped me to be able to help other people walk through hard times and I consider mm-hmm. that one of the greatest gifts that I've ever been given.
1: So, Jamie, when you, um, you know, first of all, I would uh, suspect if you were to take a test that you have an amazing amount of resilience um, just in your, um, the way you look at life. And it is so infectious for other people to be around you and to just hear the love that comes out of you. And I'm so thankful to get to know you that way. But what I wanna talk to you is about the fact that as you've gone through these experiences, somewhere along the way, you embraced the idea of being a warrior. Where did that come from? Um,
2: Well, you know, I I think I've been a warrior since I was a child. Not that I I knew that or was cognizant of it, Mm. but I believe that that's where it all started, you know, as a little girl. And, you know, just living in a home that was very frightening for a little girl, I I learned to pray to God and, and really, even though I was questioning how could I have have a father that i was scared of and and really prayed I, I prayed that that god would take me out of there nightly you know every night and um and so i was still always counting on him you know the whole time even though i was i was a little confused i could i could feel his presence as a child and so as a child i i never wanted to be in a clique I never wanted to be labeled. I never wanted to be the cheerleader or the, you know, the, in the, in the right group because, um, I wanted to be everybody's friend because I knew what it felt like, uh, to be not loved and not wanted. And so I was always defending the underdog (laughs) as a little girl. And, and then I kept continued that through my, my entire life. It, it, there's nothing I find more joy in than to see someone who has been, um, abandoned, abused in any way, a victim or oppressed, and just get in there and just breathe belief, you know, into their life. And I think that, you know, when you have been given so much and loved so much, you know, God's done so much for me that I, I am. I, I am just passionate about being a warrior for others.
0: Now today we're talking with Jamie Vrinio. She's a businesswoman. She's got quite a story to tell. And we're not telling you a lot about her business background. Jamie will reveal that as it goes, but she's got such a story of faith as she has faced so many mountains in her lifetime. And 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 we're just going to let's go into what happened in 2017, Jamie. You had a diagnosis that you rejected. You didn't you didn't like focus on it, but tell tell the audience what you know, what you faced in 2017.
2: Um, I would love to do that. I actually in December was diagnosed with breast cancer and I chose not to tell but just a few people and the reason that I did that was because you know that's just such a scary word to the world and people label you and I am the type of person that I reject labels and so I I really had just a few people that I entrusted, you know, with that diagnosis that I knew believed in healing and would stand with me. It was the second diagnosis I'd been given in seven years of a death sentence because I had been diagnosed with a parasite in 2010. And so I'd already learned to walk through a healing process, which I'm very grateful for. But I was given that diagnosis. I didn't tell my children because I did not want them to um, be afraid, because I was not afraid. And God brought me the most phenomenal team of nurses and and doctors, and I I really believe it was me discerning, you know, the right steps for me to take in, in regards to my healing. But I was also confirmed in Scripture, you know, over and over and over. Um, in fact, one of the when I was diagnosed, one of the first scriptures that the Lord pointed me to was Psalms 118: "I shall not die, but live, and will proclaim what the Lord has done." And I believe that that's I believe that's what I'm doing today. Is I'm really, to me, um, wanting to tell the world that you know what? Stop accepting diagnoses. From from whoever, whether it's your doctor or whether it's people who reject you or whatever, because God says something different, and He sent us He sent us Jesus so that we can walk fully, you know, in our destiny and be passionate about it. And so it was um, it was not scary it, at first. It was not a real pleasant diagnosis, but I, I will tell you, I, I was not scared, and I knew that God would bring me through it, and I knew I was with the right team. And since that time I have been able to walk so many people through cancer and it's been it's just been a tremendous journey. I mean it really has. And um I did go integratively. I rejected a lot of tradition and of course people thought, Oh, you know, you're crazy, you're crazy, but you know, God's ways seem a little crazy, you know? Yes, they and, do. and and <laughs> and that's why he's God, you know, and that's what's so exciting about it. So I am cancer free now and a year later and just i told my children just in january it, up in orlando we were all up there for christmas and that i think one of the greatest blessings is when my children my adult children looked at me and said you know mom you're the strongest woman i know and it just and it makes me choked up to think about it because you know it's our example that we give our children you know, that this is the God that I love and serve and I want the world to know that that, you know, He's never going to let us down and what He says in His Word, He means it and I could go on and on about the scriptures, you know, that, that I have stood in and will continue to stand in and one of the books that really helped me tremendously was from Joel Osten's mother Dodie Osten and um, it's a tiny little book and I would encourage those that have been given diagnosis to get that and I also want to say too that you know, just because you may not be physically diagnosed with disease does not mean you are at, you are not in disease, meaning dis-ease. Because if we're not walking in our destiny, what God has created us to be, and we're just, I love your, your broadcast where you say, is it just about a paycheck? And how many people are living their life like that? They're not really in what God has called them to do because of money. And so this whole year has literally been, been a, a rebirthing for me and well, really, you've had a re- reevaluation
0: you've had a lot of opportunity to put your faith into action the, the connecting what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five I mean you've been living out your faith in front of thousands of followers within your uh, international yes. multi level marketing organization. How encouraging is it when you see others grab onto your faith and go. I want the same faith in Jesus as you have, Jamie Vernios. How cool is that to hear?
2: It's overwhelming. But, you know, just this morning I, was, I had made a post that I'm who I am because of the people like you and Martha, because of the people like Marilyn Welley, because of the people that God has in the body of Christ that have put in our lives to encourage us to walk that out. You know, people don't just arrive. It's really about who we're connected to, and there's no way I I would ever be who I am without the people that God has placed in my life, so I'm very grateful for that.
0: (laughs) That's so cool. Jamie, you've written a couple of books about your story. What are the two books that you've written?
2: The first book, uh, Warrior Magnificent, I um, published about four years ago, and then Crazy Like Foxes is about one year in. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool, very cool. And I haven't gotten a chance to read Warrior Magnificent, but I got to read Crazy Like Foxes, which is how we got connected last year at NRB when I got a copy of that book. And it really does lay out your story, your faith story for how you walked through some really dark times. And really, today, look to the Lord. Well, we're going to talk about that. What's the Lord got next for Jamie Varinios? I want to invite everybody to check out Jamie online. It's Jamie. V-R-I-N-I-O-S dot com. Jamie dot com. That may not be easy to hear when I'm saying mm-hmm. it. That's why I want to make sure I spelled it up. Jamie, through all of the different things that you've gone through, what is the biggest lesson you've learned in life so far?
2: True. To, to, um To put my trust fully in God and um, not man. And that, you know, people... When, when we're always trying to find our value with people like or in people you know we're we're going to let people down you know there's not anyone that's perfect or knows more than God and so just really understanding to lean in and stay in him fully and that means that you know you stay in prayer you stay in the word you know that you know someone may come up and say you know I have a word for you well, you know, I always say, if he's got a word for me, he's going to tell me, you know, first in his word and in in prayer and in my spirit. And it's just going to be confirmation. But just that, that that that's the best advice. And then the other thing is that never entertain the second thought. So when God gives you that idea, or he gives you that, that feeling, that burning in your belly, like, yeah, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. This is what I've called you to do, to not entertain a second thought. Because it's the second thought where the enemy comes in and he wants to steal that seed you know well, give, us an ex- give us
0: an example give us an example that Jamie because that's powerful never to entertain that second thought but that's easier said than done give us an example of what that looked like in your life
2: so you know I could I could um, be in prayer or, or just even on the beach and just walk in and and God will give me in my spirit and my gut you know an idea or or just remind me somehow that you know Jamie this is this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is why you're so passionate about this. But then when you go to apply it or develop a strategy or to pursue it, like a new business or whatever whatever it is that you dream about, then we will send people your way, you know, voices that are, are counterfeit of what God has in store for us because it's, there's a constant war going on. And so being able to discern the voices um, is imperative to success that... Is this God or is this the counterfeit? And the enemy always has a counterfeit for you. And so that second thought is is that doubt. Like, you know, are you sure, God? When, when God is sure, you know, or he wouldn't have inspired you with it.
0: Well, and often it is that twist. It's just that slight twist. The enemy is so good at just that slight twist off of what God has said. So in order to hear the voice of God, in order to know the scriptures, you've got to spend some quiet time. You have to be in quiet time on a daily basis. Do you get that quiet time on a daily basis, Jamie Vernios? And where's your favorite I, place when you talk to Jesus every day? <laughs> I do, and,
2: and I would not start my day without that time. I, I just, I would not. And, you know, I, I hate when I, I hear people, they wait till something tragic happens in their life to become intimate with the Lord. And I'm pretty sure most people at that point want to know how to be intimate with the Lord, but my advice would be to do that way before that <laughs> happens. <laughs> um, but I love to. I love to in the morning, of course, on my lanai, spend time with the Lord and read, and, and I listen to all kinds of sermons and things like that. But I also ride my bike a few times a week, and I, and I'll always walk on the beach. And it was. In, it's in those beach moments where I've walked out my healing, just me and God, and where I believe that I'm the closest to Him. And that is by far. Um, there's been a lot of tears shed on the beaches here in Florida, and just um, just so grateful you know, that that I have that place of, of refuge and restoration. And I always picture Jesus, what it must have been like, you know, with the disciples, you know, when he's telling them to throw their nets down or, you know, walking around, you know, with them and just picturing the ocean of what that must have been like. But that's my that's my favorite place, for sure. And that's one of
1: the reasons we live here, right? <laughs> to be able to enjoy that close to the beach. And, and I, I also feel that sense of... Um, I don't know, filling in my soul when I'm near the beach. What about
0: when you're bike riding like Jamie?
1: Well, no, I fear. (laughs) I have a lot more fear (laughs) with the bike riding along our roads here. But um, So Jamie, some of our listeners are probably really struggling or at a point right now in their life where they're feeling a nudge to do something but they're just not sure about taking that leap of faith um what would you say to our listeners as they're you know listening and hearing how do they walk in that obedience
2: well you know god rewards obedience and like i Hmm. mentioned earlier there's nothing rational when god's moving there's nothing rational about it or it wouldn't be called faith and a lot of people talk about faith and but faith is action so when you believe it you really believe it you will take action and you you'll fight through that fear because fear again is not from god it is from the enemy and so just recognizing you know again when that second thought when that fear comes in and then speaking out scriptures that that your spirit that that makes your spirit leap that you know that you know which you know that—that's what you cannot stop a man or a woman of God that has been confirmed and heard from God and confirmed in His Word, because you just know there's a knowing, and and if God is in it, it always is involving helping people. Um, people are involved, and He'll provide. You know, He is the God of provision, and so a lot of people you know they say why well, i just don't know if it's god you know well maybe maybe it is maybe it isn't but before you set out to do something you should measure it and seek god and seek his word and use wisdom and get the right counsel around you because wrong counsel will will send you off the wrong path and so really look at the fruit in someone's life don't look at just one area and say wow you know they're successful in business well, how did they become successful? Was that is that the path that you want to go on? Hmm. And you know, the other thing is sometimes we want it to be God, but it really isn't God, but we want it to be God. And 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 I can see I can say this for myself. <laughs> oh,
0: you got you got to explain that one, Jamie. That was very good. <laughs> explain that because, comment.
2: You know, we get in routines, and I call them cages. You know, where I, I can say for myself, you know, where you build something up and you're really comfortable and and you know it just you know it 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 becomes a routine and and when we get into a routine of something you might be successful you might have a position but that doesn't mean you're effective in life and it doesn't mean you're effective for god and god wants us to be fresh you know displacement is always necessary to to connect with our destiny because being uncomfortable is great. That's a great thing, because what that means is that you're going to lean in on God more than man, which, you know, who wouldn't want to lean in on God? And so it is, it is, um, it is scary. But you know, Mm. it's not scary when you know the ending, and that's that we win, and God wins, (laughs) and we're going to get to the other side, because God says it, and he he does not lie. And so our promises, But we have to do our part. And that's the thing, If people want it to be easy, or they want it, just to come to them. But it's not like that. God requires us to take action on what he tells
0: us to do. We're talking today with Jamie Varinios. She's a businesswoman who's got tons of experience, and and Jamie has been at the top of leadership of an international multi-level marketing organization, which we're not mentioning that today. But just want to mention, this is a woman who's gone through a lot, who's had thousands of people listen to her story. And and Jamie, I think that's probably one of the neatest things that's happened in your life as part of uh, of leading and being a huge influencer within that international multi-level marketing organization you had opportunities to share your faith story in front of thousands of people didn't you
2: yes <laughs> yes absolutely it's, it's been quite a blessing for sure
0: so as you face this halftime experience in your life and the lord is shifting gears for you what what do you feel like god's purpose is for the rest of your life what do, what do you see what do you sh- see god showing you for the next half
2: I believe that um, I'm supposed to be a voice of encouragement to help others connect to their God-given destiny, the original design, to to help them um, have a voice of truth that, that has I've experienced so much in my life, to be able to, um, I, think, I think that so many believers, they talk about, you know, God this, God that, but you've got to look at the whole person, you know, because if there's a piece missing in your life, it's that's not That's not true prosperity, you know it, it's the whole person, and you know is it really what we're called to do, or is it really just something that's that's paying the bills so i I want to have the opportunity to help people connect to that and just um
1: empower them you know to walk that out that That is a deep passion of mine. So, Jamie, this is kind of fun. If you were to be able to talk to your younger self and give yourself some mm-hmm. advice, is there anything? L- like that,
0: the Mercy, Isn't that the Mercy Me song? Dear Younger Me?
1: Yeah, when you're talking yeah. to Dear, dear younger, younger Me. me. You know, is there anything that maybe you can speak in the terms of um, wishing somebody had spoken it into you or questions that maybe you should have been asked? What would you say?
2: Um, I would, you know, encourage women, young women, and women, men all over, to never allow other people to determine their value, no
0: mm-hmm. matter who
2: they are, no matter what position they have, not no matter if the whole world idolizes them, because um, our value is 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 so relevant and important, and God sees us as royalty. And because we are daughters and sons of the king and I was, I was walking around like an orphan and, and you know, that's the thing, you know, the enemy wants people to feel that they're, they're worth nothing and that what they say means nothing, what they're doing. And the other thing is that, you know, people like obsessed with social media were to the point where they're looking at everybody's highlights instead of really evaluating what it is that God wants to shine through them to the world. So really owning their own purpose instead of looking to others, you know, like, you know, like there's some kind of an idol. You know, God, you know, he's no respecter of persons, you know, so just really um, surround yourself, too, with people who sharpen you and encourage you and are, are grounded, you know, spiritually and can really help you.
0: Those are good words. Yeah, it's always wow. Finding those people, though—the people that will give you wise counsel—that that, that w- will be listening to the voice of God before they give you that wise counsel—so important that we do that. What's the more, most important lesson that a leader should learn?
2: Being willing to go alone, You just you and God. You know, whatever it is that that you are responsible for, you first have to take personal responsibility for it and be willing to go alone because you are going to have people that, that may not agree you know with where you're going so you have to have the strength to go it alone but you've got to have the belief and the wisdom to, to develop and identify the right team that's necessary for success because you're, you're as successful as, as the team that you have so if you have a little team little dream big team big dr- dream and um, and so those people that you enlist on your journey in whatever your endeavor is whatever it is, um, they're going to either be your greatest strength or a huge weakness, and so you you want to enlist and be prayerful about the right people that you connect with and that that you are developing with you, because um, many times you will you you might attract the wrong people into your organization, into your ministry, whatever, and so you really want to prayerfully consider who it is that you partner with, who it is that you invest your time in, because. Um, It'll make or break you
0: in success for sure. When you look at the people that you've surrounded yourself with these last twenty plus years as a leader in that international multi level marketing organization, how do you see the fruit of that discipleship paying off today in those relationships that you have, and as you've launched them off on their own how how do you see it benefiting you? Mm, Let me just say, how do you see it benefiting the kingdom because of the investment that you've made?
2: Um, well I would say that probably hmm, a good 70 to 80 percent of the leaders I have ever invested time in did not um, have a strong relationship with the Lord or they thought that they they, they were about they, they were more religious they were into religion than understanding the intimate relationship that God wants to have with us I always, you know, we'll say to people, you know, he does not want to have a one night stand, you know, with with anyone. You know, he he wants to be married to us, and right. you know, have an intimate relationship. And so, it's just been amazing to watch leaders have god confidence because of that personal relationship. And 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 when you do have that kind of confidence, it gives you the courage to make hard choices. And the hard choices are are when you have to make a stand for things that are unpopular. You know, unpopular with the world, but popular with God. And that to please God, because we know that, you know, today Christians are persecuted everywhere. And to right. be a believer, a strong Christian today, you're going to have to have some spine. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I am never going to be that person that, you know, would deny Jesus Christ. And I, I've seen... You know, Christians, you know, get in a politically correct situation, and actually it seems to me as if they are, are counting down, they're bowing down to the, what the world is saying and not standing up for Jesus. And I'm on a mission to awaken people to have God confidence and to know that, you know what, again, you know, if we deny him on earth, he will deny us in heaven. And I think we need more more Christians that are in the marketplace being bold. And, and being confident and not, again, not putting their confidence in their position or in money or in the paycheck, but putting it in God, which is where it should be.
0: So, Jamie, as we're talking today with Jamie Verinios, make sure you check her out online and connect with her on social media, Jamie Verinios, Verinios is spelled V-R-I-N-I-O-S. Jamie, why don't you tell people where they can find you, the different social media sites?
2: um on I have a public page, Jamie C Vernios, and of course, a personal page, and then I have Instagram and Twitter, which is jamie verneos
0: and online at jamienioos dot com all right yeah. so let 's talk about this this next half of your life as you, as we 've talked about you being a warrior and we 've talked about all the different things that the Lord has allowed into your life to shape you into the woman that you are today he 's been preparing you for something great. What do you think is next, Jamie? What do you think God is preparing you to do with this national platform, international platform that you've been given?
2: I I believe that I I will have an opportunity to bring global awareness um, and connect people to to really what it means to walk out their purpose. And one of the things I I really want to do is, is really enlist the stories of men and women all over and hear from them. I want to be able to use any platform or any voice that God's given me to help other people who maybe have never been given that platform. I want to I, I want to write about them. I want to interview them. I want to be able to connect with them and have their stories be told and um, really create a movement of, you know, who is it that's living today that really is, has the makeup of a warrior, and are you, do you really have what it takes to stand up for Jesus? I mean, do you really have what it takes to walk this out, because it's not for the faint at heart, and to really, really gather up, you know, men and women that are passionate about sharing the gospel and empowering others to to walk that out, and and I believe it's the whole picture. I think that part of the um, overcoming the cancer is to bring awareness of, of, of health and wellness and, Um, I'm very passionate about philanthropy work and and mentoring, so I think it's going to be a a little bit of all of it, and I'm anxious to see where he's, (laughs) where he's taking me, for sure.
1: So you, and you do, you recognize that God has given you a lot of different places of influence and places that your life has touched in different ways. If you were to name one thing in particular that you are remembered for, that the footprint that, um, or the imprint that you leave on this earth someday, Jamie, what would you want that to be?
2: I I know that God gifted me to be an encourager, and Mm -hmm. I
1: know that. And and I
2: want to be remembered for that. I, I want to be remembered for helping people find and believe and have confidence in in what God's created them to be. And mm-hmm. that's everyone, you know, that that there is nothing missing or broken in it, in any of us. You know, we have all that we we need to fulfill what God's called us to do. And so I I just want to I want to do that. You know, even through this last year when I've been at the clinic, even the women that I've walked. You know, through the cancers with the opportunity and being able to speak into their lives, you know women could be seventy, you know, eighty, you know, thirty, forty. Just speaking life into them, you know, and i I, I want people to remember me for that, you know that I was able to help them um, get to the other side.
1: Jamie, in just the couple minutes that we have left, I would love for you to speak to people that are listening either themselves or that have young women in their lives that have found themselves pregnant or know someone that's pregnant. And what can you speak into them that they can either share with someone or that they need to hear themselves?
2: Um, You know, the the greatest thing that I, I ever, ever, greatest love story of my life is understanding that my Father in Heaven is the only Father I need. And um, and he's he's the only approval that I need, and that he's the only approval that they need. Mm-hmm. And you gotta, you, that gives you the confidence to reject labels that society will inject in you, no matter who you are. Everyone gets labels. I mean, it, it's crazy, but it's true. But when you know that that those of you that maybe don't have a father, maybe you don't have parents, maybe you're orphaned, maybe you you came from an abusive background because you know studies showed you know when women young girls are getting pregnant or promiscuous you know they're lacking that love but to know that that God loves you and um and there is no greater love that you will ever find than the father's love and that you know if he were to wrap you you know in in word that, that your your garments would be royal and beautiful and and mm-hmm. just to remember that because when people try to wrap you with words that are discouraging, that, that is the enemy. And that's what causes or, or is definitely what, what is part of the problem when you, you feel you aren't worth anything and so you seek out opinion, you seek out um, relationships that are, are the wrong relationships because you just want to be loved. I mean, every human being on the planet, wants to be loved and yeah. and so just realizing that the father's love is is all that you need i mean it truly is and that he's got you in the palm of his hand and you know one of my favorite quotes is the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day that you find out why and <laughs> um and to, to to really seek god on that you know because there is a, a divine purpose for your life <laughs>
0: Jamie Verenios, thanks for joining us on I Work For Him this afternoon and sharing your story. We're so grateful that you've done that, and we look forward to hearing from you more in the future as God reveals to you what's next. Thank you, Jamie Verinios.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks.
0: Make sure you check out Jamie online at jamieverenios.com, V r i n i o s V-R-I-N-I-O-S.com. Martha, that was incredible. What a great conversation just to hear from Jamie's heart on how God has been moving it has been really cool, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, how could how could we not be encouraged by that?
0: You've been listening to the I Work For Him radio show with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work For him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media, at iworkforhim, to stay up to date and meet our guests if today's message spoke to you please subscribe rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform your review will launch more workplace missionaries across america that's at i work for him and online i work for him.com i work the number for him.com